This is episode number 116 of Quit, a podcast about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and starting something awesome, and maybe even kicking your corporate stooge job to the curb in the process. My name is Dan Benjamin. I'm joined, as always, by Hattie Cook. Hattie, how are you doing? Oh, I'm lovely. How are you? I'm fine. I'm okay. You're just fine? Yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Okay, good. Uh, And I'm full of topics. Full of topics for the show today. Uh, I have printed up a whole bunch of photos of Willem Dafoe, uh, a couple of Robert De Niro, and uh, one of Christopher Walken. Yeah, I like that one. You like the Christopher Walken one? Yes. And I Did like you see all, the De Niro one? No, show me the De Niro one. Oh, they're all black and white, and they look really good. There's the De Niro one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, I got the classic Willem Dafoe ones right Yeah, he's got to look a little bit creepy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he can't, can't help not, it. Yeah. yeah. And I got two different sizes of that one. <laughs> Dan, what are you going to be doing with those well, photos? <laughs> my, uh my wife bought a few picture frames uh, for... The ups, one of the upstairs guest restroom, which is basically the one that my kids mainly mm-hmm. use up there. And the uh, she she hung the frames with their <laughs> for whatever reason they still have their stock photos still in them. <laughs> yes, and so like it, one is a picture of a pot, one is a picture of like a plant, and another one is some kind of a landscape or something. But <laughs> they have. Uh, they still says, I guess it Lane is the company that makes uh-huh. them or something. So it still has like it says Lane in white text over the photos, and the price tag is still on them. Yeah. But they've been up there for a few weeks now. She's busy. <laughs> she's busy. So yes. uh, it's not like I'm going to give her a hard time about it. It's better than a, make it a bare wall. But I'm going to make it fun. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take these pictures of De Niro and do Christopher Walken. Yeah, I'm going to do it at night because <laughs> I usually am up a, a bit after she is. Uh, and so I'm going to wait for her to go to bed and then I'm going to put these pictures up <laughs> and just see how long it takes her right. to notice. Now I think, you know, I, will I, your children notice? My first? children will notice first and they, they won't say, know who these guys are. Right. Maybe you, you, your family knows them. They don't know. Uh, you think I, I know that my son knows who Christopher I Walken say. is. I know he knows Christopher Walken. I don't think he knows. No, he will know Willem Dafoe because of from Spider-Man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. He, has he seen Niro? those Spider-Man huh? movies? Yeah, he's, okay, he's seen, he's seen uh, the, the at least the goblin scenes I've showed him yep. from that, where he's transforming into the goblin. So right. he'll recognize a green goblin. De Niro, I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna know. know him. I'm trying to think if there's he's seen him in a movie yet, and I don't, I don't think he has. I but think I, he has, yeah. Now the question is, how long will it take her to notice? Right, tell them not to tell her. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's getting complicated. I'm just gonna put him up and see what happens. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's what I've got going. You got right a big now. weekend planned? Yeah, big weekend planned. <laughs> and uh, how about you? What, what's up with you? How are you doing? How's your how's your cat? Oh, he's good. Yeah. He's, um, I gave him a bath a while back and he did really good. I saw you put a, posted a video of that. He was, he did fantastic. I thought I was going to get ripped to shreds. I thought I was going to have to wear like a jacket and gloves and everything, but he just stood still and was quiet. He barely meowed. I was like, okay, well, then, and now every time he comes to the shower, cause I, I only have a shower. I don't have like a bathtub or anything. And, um, every time he comes over the shower, he's always like, 
excited to get in there. So maybe he it liked didn't traumatize the bag. No, him, and no. Maybe he even liked it. I think he liked it. Okay. I like I filled up big buckets of water with like nice warm water and made it very quiet. And then I turned on a little space heater in the room and I put towels in the dryer. So like everything was like warm and like ready to go. So he, he liked that. Well, I'm sure we'll talk more about this on the next episode of a new show that you and I are doing called Killing Time. Oh, yes. Um, the way that you describe uh, Killing Time on the quit I'm quit website, the five by five website. What's the difference? <laughs> she says uh, that uh, we'll be talking about everything that we, you'd rather be doing. You'd rather be reading, laughing, Googling, and looking at when you should be working, sleeping, or just paying attention. It's true. It's like, you know, those nighttime Googles where you're laying there and you're, you're in your bed and you've already turned your phone, you know, uh, ready for to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you start kind of having that half asleep thoughts and you're like, but who really did build Stonehenge? And then you have to like go and Google that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we launched this new show. We've done an episode uh, already and we're working on our second one now. And uh, I'm very excited about it. It's good. It's good. I enjoyed it. I listened back to the first episode and I enjoyed it. And I, um, it's a fun show. Usually when I listen back to an episode of any show I've done, I just start making notes about ways that I failed. <laughs> just uh, and in this one I actually underline. found I just just enjoyed it I just Good. enjoyed listening back to it so congratulations to us for doing that you can go to 5by5.tv slash killing time and that's where you can go to subscribe to it you can also search for killing time or my name or Hattie's name in in, I, in iTunes and it'll it'll show up there but I put it in, I'll put it in the show notes who cares well we've got a bunch of great topics today for the show today Oh, yeah. A couple of them. Um, a little light on the listener feedback that we have two categories of listener feedback. We have category one, which is stuff that uh, we want to talk about on the show, and category two, which is stuff we don't want to talk about. And we've had more, maybe not enough, of category one. Right. So we want your thoughts. We want your feedback. You're having a problem with your situation, your job, your career path. You don't know what to do. You're trying to get ahead. You're trying to come up with something. You're trying to launch something. You're trying to do something. You're wondering whether you should do it or not. We'll tell you. And we'll we have you. we have all the answers and we'll help you. And we'll we help, a, tell we you how to do it. We have a track record. Oh, we have a perfect track record. It's perfect. Okay, so my first topic for today. I actually had a topic that Hattie told me at lunch today. Don't do that. Yeah, I just didn't think the listeners would be into it. You said don't do it for your own good, Dan. Don't do it. I was just trying to save you, you know? I appreciate it. So we're not doing my topic number one, but that leaves me with two topics. The first of which is looking at, from the, from the standpoint of making good business decisions, because I find on this show a lot of the time what, we, what we're talking about is the initial part of starting a new business, saying, okay, you want to start something awesome, right? We say that at the top of the show, yeah. you want to start something awesome. But what about when you're already a company? What about when you're already running? You still need to make important decisions every day. You still need to make smart decisions. And so what comes to mind is, for me, looking at at Apple as a company, which everyone does, and we're not going to talk about technology on this show. We're not going to talk about anything like that. But looking at Apple as a business, there's something that occurs to me. If we go back in time a little bit and we look at the way that Apple as a company first started, they were making computers. And the name of the company was Apple 
Computers, Inc. Uh, I'm looking for when they actually changed their name. Uh, Yeah, here's an article about it. Uh, But I'm trying to find the exact year. But they changed their name and changed it from Apple Computers to Apple Inc. This is in 2007. I found a little article in Macworld about it. I will put that into the show notes if you want to read it. They announced this at Macworld Expo, and they just simply dropped the word computer from its name. And here's what Steve Jobs said on stage. He said, the Mac, iPod, Apple TV, and iPhone. Only one of those is a computer, so we're changing the name. He's so matter-of-fact all the time. <laughs> and it may, you know, but it's a great way to say it. Yeah. Um, he did that at the same time at Macworld <laughs> um, and had no new Macs to announce at the time, in fact. And something interesting about that is that, that this, is, this was an acknowledgement from Steve Jobs and, and Apple itself that it was no longer a computer company, that it, in fact it was a, compu- a consumer electronics company. And that became very, very clear to me, and I think to a lot of other people who follow Apple, with the popularity of the iPod. The iPod, of course, was a device that people probably still remember uh, getting and saying, oh my gosh, because the other things that were out there at the time the iPod came out, the alternative to that were things like the Diamond Rio. I mean, we had MP3 players, but they could only hold like 20 to 50 songs and they were expensive and they were crappy, the crappy junk made in, you know, China. Um, and, and they sucked. And they, the software, if you were lucky enough to even get software, uh, the software that would work with them was horrible. And it was a big pain. And then the iPod came out and people were floored by it. And the iPod was a huge deal. And the halo effect from the iPod was really significant too. The halo effect being people went and got an iPod and said, well, you need a Mac to work with this. I mean, eventually they made it work with Windows. But the halo effect of, wow, this iPod's great. I, I need to get a new Mac. I need to get Apple stuff now. Apple's great. And then they came up with that switching campaign where I'm a Mac, I'm a PC. Remember right. that? And... Uh, of course, famously with John Hodgman in it. And, and Justin Long? Yeah. Is that his name? Yep. And those were really, really great commercials. What a wonderful advertising campaign. Probably my one of my all-time favorite advertising yeah. campaigns and very, very effective. And then, of course, the iPhone drops in 2007 and they change everything. Well, I was just talking on another show um, of with John Roderick, of all people, about Apple... I think something like 70, it, this was Q1 of 2017, which it's, you know, it, it's much later than that now. And I think we just got Q3 results in, but in Q1 anyway, it was about 70% of Apple's revenue was from, lo and behold, the iPhone. I think 7% iPad, 9% services, which is things like iCloud, and only 9% was from the Mac. So only 9% of Apple's revenue actually comes from computers. So changing the name makes perfect sense. sense. Another comment I saw is that each of those individual businesses separated out, just taking just Mac or just services or whatever, 
each if you broke those up into their own businesses, they would each be a fortune 250 or 200 or business. That's how successful they are. Even these tiny 9% businesses. That just puts it into perspective how much money Apple makes and how uh, how wonderful the iPhone is for them as a product. Now, on to the meat of the issue here. They just launched and finally made available the iPhone 10. This is the phone that has come out at a 10-year anniversary of the first phone that came out in 2007. The iPhone 10 is supposed to represent the future of the smartphone and the future of Apple and where Apple is headed and all the best technology is there. And this really is step one in a, in, in a new direction for Apple and a long future path for them in building phones. So this is a, this is a big deal. Of all the iPhone announcements, this one was supposed to be or, or was the biggest, most exciting announcement since the original iPhone. This is the 10th year and all new stuff. In fact, it was so new that they had to launch the iPhone 8 alongside of it for people who were not ready to have something so new. Apple's famous for pioneering a technology and then dropping it later. USB, dropping uh, you know, dropping floppy disks, then getting USB and then switching it. Firewire and then switching to Firewire 800 and then dropping that for Thunderbolt. Changing the, uh, the connectors on the iPhone year after year after year. So as soon as you get all set up with your dongles and your <laughs> ports and everything, can, you know. You know how many of those 30-pin adapters I find around and I always think that it's a new one? I'm like, right. oh, yeah, it's a new one. And I'm like, oh. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they, they, they did away with those things. And that's because they're they're pushing the envelope in a way that sometimes we don't like. They got rid of the headphone jack most recently, and I'm still not happy about that. But I went and got an adapter, and so now I have an adapter that it's from Belkin that splits it out into a headphone jack and a a lightning port, so that I can charge it or do something else with it while I'm listening to something. Fine. Yeah, I haven't found a time when I've been like, oh, if only I had the other port. You know, it's been fine. So. This brings us to today where Apple has launched this amazing new phone. And in the past, what they would typically do is they would take this phone and they would give it to their longtime writers, people, the old guard, if you will. Yep. The mainly the tech folks. The people that have put in their time. Right. And these are mainly people in the tech space. And they would give the phone to these people a week or two in advance and say, there is an embargo on this, of course, but uh, use this for a week or two. Write your articles and reviews. And then when the embargo lifts, post your article and post your videos or whatever and tell the world what you've learned about using this phone. But they did something different this time around. And it's a very interesting they gave these phones in advance to a lot of different people who were not writers, who were not working at what is mainly tech companies, not to people who were going to write a 5,000 word essay about it. Instead, they gave it mostly to YouTubers, to people who have big followings on YouTube 
people who might not even normally be in technology. In fact, in many cases, specifically people who aren't in technology. Right. There, a lot of them were just in fashion. Yeah, they gave mm-hmm. it to a fashion magazine. They gave it to a, a ton of people who are, I would describe as influencers being... Influencers inf- is what they're yes, called. Yes, influencers, mm-hmm. which typically means... Um, early 20-somethings, sometimes right. some people are older, of course. But some like, people are younger. <laughs> yeah, but like the typical picture is 20-somethings who have a, a big influence and a big following on YouTube. And the, if you were to go and look at YouTube this week, all week, and probably for a few weeks to come, these videos of them unboxing the phones or using the phones and trying right. them out, these are the number one videos and they all have millions of views, not 1 million, but 5 million, right. 10 million views. And every single one of these videos works as genius propaganda for Apple's marketing oh, yeah. machine. Cause like you just said, if you open up, up YouTube and they're all there talking about the iPhone 10, like if you're a 19 year old, you're going to be like, well, I guess I have to get this phone. <laughs> and you know, the old saying seeing is believing, right? right. Um, you know, if it there was I'm looking right now so that I can put it into the show notes, but there was a uh, there was an art there was a, a short article with a great video by a guy over at CNET. And, oh yes, yes. Yeah, and another uh, one you're talking about. And it was a three three and a half minute uh three and a half minute video that basically gave you a quick tour of the iPhone. Just it didn't Walk linger. It. it just it told you exactly what you needed to know. He, she and, demo, he demonstrated yeah. Face ID. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll find yeah. it later and put it in the show notes. Um, and in three and a half minutes, not only did I get a tour of the iPhone, see what it could do, get a really good see look at it. See it in somebody's hand. See it right. in somebody's hand. I also got this guy's take on on it and what he thought of it. Another thing we watched was iJustine's unboxing Oh, yeah. Video. Hers is great. And she has what is, uh, I think, a really, really great video set up. But it's I love also it. It almost super, mimics Apple in a way with yeah, all the with white. The white. And, uh-huh. Yeah, I think it, it's very clever. I love I it. I remember you mentioning that. And uh, But it's absolutely true. And what's really cool about it is you can tell that it's professional, but it's also done in a very simple, clean, straightforward way. Right. She shares her excitement with unboxing it. It doesn't... It doesn't There's hurt. not a million camera angles with high, you know, profile lenses. Right. It's just it's her there talking about the phone. Her experiences. Yep. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt that she's got well manicured hands and, you know, nice right. nails and everything else. It's nice to watch her mm-hmm. open it. She's great lighting up and yep. and the way she shoots it and everything she's pleasant else. Pleasant to listen it's, to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of that again in a, a 5 minute video. So much more entertaining and so much you get more, more out persuasive of it. Yes. to me as somebody who is not planning on getting an iPhone 10, at least for a while, um, because my iPhone 7 Plus, I still enjoy it. I like it. And I, I'm, you know, I may upgrade to a 10 at some point. Uh but watching these videos, I now I'm like, okay, now I kind of now I kind of want to. Right. Compare that to a 5,000 word right, article just written words from somebody who's, well, I did this thing with the, this is how you unlock it now. That's very cool. I like that Apple did that. Here's something I didn't like. Thousands of words about this. Now, I'm not saying that, that, that that's not useful. 
it is useful, but give but not, me a three minute. Right. And I'm 45 years old. I don't have the short attention span the, of, the uh, of, of the millennial generation, Hattie. <laughs> um, I have a longer uh, attention span, but still give me a three minute video to let me see a lot of different people's exuberance or uh, dissatisfaction or whatever it is that they're going to show. Let me experience that. Let me see the actual, this is what a person who, who I like. Who's getting excited about something right. that they just got. Right. Well, Apple, and didn't you say a while back that Apple was all about how technology should make you feel and it should make you yes, feel Yes, that's happy. a wonderful point. And so being able to actually see that instead of just reading more words about it, I think it gives it a nice personal touch. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, I didn't even really think and about that. And yes. these YouTubers and, uh, you know, are people that these people that watch them all the time, they consider them their friends. So if your friend was telling you all excitedly about this new phone, I mean, wouldn't that make you want it? It would. Yeah. yeah. If people that I like and I admire are talking about, I think podcasts have the ability to do that yes, as well as a video. So. Although in this case, this is the thing a, I want to yeah. look at. And and what's interesting is a lot of the um, a lot of the people in the in the the tech space who are used to writing these long articles, the ones that do videos, like the guys over at CNET, The Verge yeah. and CNET, the ones who have a dedicated, we have a video production team, we do videos. They got one. They right? got them. Yeah, and they got them early. Um, compared to a lot of the people who, in quotes, just write, who didn't get them. Yeah. Um, or who only got it 24 hours in advance. Like I think Jim Dalrymple, who I used to do a show with, right. uh, I think he only, and he's a long time Apple guy and, and super focused on Apple. I think he only got it 24 hours in advance instead yeah. of a week or two weeks. Um, but it makes sense for Apple because of the immediacy of a video. Yep. It's out. You don't have to wait. And also, right. like uh, you and I were also talking about, I think that, because they changed, this is such a big step for them. Right. They needed to change the way it was talked about. Mm-hmm. And Very I think, true. You know, changing and where it, it from, was talked about. Exactly. Because if you and think who about was it, talking about it, if you think about um, how many, you know, we don't know um, how, how many iPhones are going to be sold by the end of the year. You know, we, we don't know that. And so any, any kind of thing like that is, it's all speculation. Um, but in, to, to give you an idea in the third quarter of 2017, 41.03 million iPhones were sold worldwide in the 2016 fiscal year. They sold 211.88 million iPhones. I'll put the link to to this into the show notes. By the way, the show notes are going to be at 5x5.tv slash quit slash 116. They are selling a tremendous amount of phones, but who are they selling them to? They're no longer just selling them to, you know, 30-something tech dudes. Right. That's not that. And for a long time, it was, you know, dudes who were into like gear. Well, forget that. It hasn't been that way for a long time. Now, like who Teen do you Vogue want to have? Yeah, who do you want to have it. a phone? You teenagers, uh, celebrities. You want you the want pe- your the, phone. The big users. Yes, <laughs> that's that's who you want to get your phone. And so, people who have influence on YouTube, that, uh, you know, millions of viewers on YouTube, those are the people that should have it. And guess what? It's 
purely free marketing yeah. for Apple. It co- I don't know how much how much an actual iPhone 10 costs um to Apple to make, you know, to make they always do this breakdown where they're like, "Okay, in components it costs this." So so I the article that I found uh it's of course it's always speculation. Right. But it says that um the total cost of the iPhone 10 uh, components is five hundred and eighty-one dollars, which means they're making four hundred and eighteen dollars in profit per iPhone ten. They don't know how much it says to how much it costs to assemble it or manufacture it or uh, other things. You know that they, they, they don't break it all down like that. But they say also to to compare the iPhone seven uh, was only about it was about seventeen dollars less. Uh, in profit than the, the uh, rather seventeen dollars less before assembly than the iPhone ten. So, you know, there's a lot of profit margin here. But when you think about how many people are getting these phones and who they want to get them, it's not just you know like nerds who who love Apple. It's everybody, right? And that means put the ads in front of everybody. And what's the the cheapest ad for Apple? Oh, it only costs us $450 to make a phone. And send it to this person. So if they spend $450 and send that to somebody on YouTube, that person's going to flip out. And guess how many millions of people Mm -hmm. are going to see that video that cost Apple $450. They're already loyal to the person that's talking. Right. They're basically buying the loyalty of those listeners and watchers. Viewers? (laughs) Viewers. Uh so just to put this into perspective, um, I Justine came out with a, a video and I'm looking for uh, some numbers. She has four and a half million subscribers and she has done a few videos. The first one was posted three days ago, iPhone unboxing, 2.3 million views. Wow. Uh she came out with a video yesterday that says, does face ID work on the iPhone 10 where she's trying on different glasses and using a picture and and 1.1 million views a day old an hour ago. She posted some video I haven't watched yet called this is iPhone 10 62,000 views one hour ago. Wow. So I'm not a good math guy, but roughly this is about four, five million views a day that she's not a day but just total yeah. let's just call it four and a half yeah that apple got for 450 dollars. yep and now they also gained her as a long i mean she always has been but i'm sure. saying if the, if she was a new youtube youtuber they would have got gained a loyal customer that would you know always think positively when they think of apple and yeah and here's the thing it she's not the by any stretch of the imagination she's not even the biggest person that right. they sent the <laughs> that they sent the uh the iphone to either and there's a lot of people who got it who are way have a way bigger influence than her she's probably in the middle range maybe right and that's crazy. And it only cost Apple $450. That's smart. And that's smart. And before I continue, so I have I'm a little more to say about this, how people can use it in their own 
lives and their own businesses. I would like to tell you about FreshBooks. Oh, yeah. FreshBooks, you know, to all the freelancers listening right now, if you could reclaim up to 192 hours of your precious time, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to do that? I would think you would want to do that. Well, FreshBooks are going to help you do that. If you do the math, 192 hours works out to two working days per month. Two days per month that you've been wasting, wasting, doing things like invoicing. And that's what FreshBooks does. They make ridiculously easy to use cloud accounting software for freelancers invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online. Those are the three, your three takeaways. Invoicing, tracking expenses, getting paid online. That's what you are going to be able to do easier than you've ever been able to do it before. They've got easy, quick invoicing. They've got online payments. Two clicks, you, you can receive payments online. Mobile expenses, you take pictures of your receipts using your phone, using their app. They've got the projects feature, which lets you share files and messages with your clients, your contractors, your employees. They've got notification center. It's like your personal assistant. It's showing, here's what's changed in your business. Here's what's been paid. Here's what you need to invoice for. And they've got great support. You can call them up and a real human being, super friendly, no attitude. They will answer the phone usually in three rings or less. And they even have automated late payment reminders. So you, don't, you can avoid those awkward talks with your like client of like, uh, yeah, did you get the thing? No, it reminds, it's great. And they have a special URL. It's freshbooks.com slash quit. Freshbooks.com slash quit. Just visiting that URL. If you're enjoying the show, just go to the URL. That's all you have to do. That'll support the show. But while you're there, read, read what's on the page because Freshbooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial to all of my listeners. No credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash quit. And in the how did you hear about us section, put quit in there. That's how we get credit for you. Yeah, so please do put that. You got to put that. So thanks very much to FreshBooks for making this show possible. So how do people use this in their own business, in their own life, in their own marketing thing? For the longest time, Apple did not innovate or invent this. For the longest time, this has been the way of getting people to you know to use a product to try a service you do it and you do it for free so you know what go to people who are influencers that should be the title of the show influencers influencers go to people who are influencers and give them something give them something for free and say try it try this thing out you can just use it and you of course have to calculate how much does that thing service product whatever how much does that thing cost you to give away? And then based on that, you can compute, is it worth it? If you share it with somebody who's an influencer and they share it with 10 people or 100 people or 1,000 people or in I. Justine's case, you know, millions of two, three, four million people, do you think it was, would you say it was smart for Apple to give away a $450 item to Very get that many views? Even if they give away 10, even if they give away 100, imagine what it would cost for them to, to reach 3 to 5 million right. users or viewers in the core demographic. Not just 5,000 people or 5 million right. people. Not rather. just like a blank ad in, you know, just on television. Right, but 5 million interested people who maybe are on the fence about getting a phone. Right. 
maybe you know i also noticed in the in her video she put a little white apple silicone case on it yep now i want that now case. The case yeah you see and i've heard the leather cases are really good too so like it's genius to do it microsoft sent me a surface pro to try out they specifically said listen we're we're doing a thing we're reaching out to to influencers and we want them to try out the Surface Pro. Because, and I think they know that the iPad is getting all the attention. Right. But the Surface Pro, they're saying this is a really good product. And if more people knew about it, we'd get some, you know, some more people using it. We'd build our user base. And they said, Dan, we want to send you one. No strings attached. You do not have to talk about it. In fact, don't talk about it. Right. They didn't say, I can't talk about it, but they said, we don't want you to talk about it. We just want you to use it. We want you to try it. They we want, want it you to, to see what it's like. And, uh, and so I got this thing. And of course, I'm completely skeptical of it. Right. I told you, I think I'm like, I, I'm not, I know I'm not going to like this, but I'll try it. Right. You're like, I just want to see what they've been up to. Because I'm an idiot if I don't have an open mind to something. Well, yeah, especially now in the technology age, like you can't. Things change yeah. all the time. And it's not ever going to just be one company that's coming up with the best stuff. It right. never will be. Right. And it shouldn't be. Right. So you might as well try a lot of different uh, products. I remember reading uh, recently there was an uh, article about a company that had come up with a way to do ultrasound. But instead of having some big ultrasound cart with all the equipment on it, they came out with a little ultrasound device that plugs into an iPhone. So you can basically do ultrasounds with just an iPhone in this device. And the device That's costs 2000 bucks. Whereas a regular ultrasound machine, or like a hundred thousand yeah. or something like it's crazy. So instead for 2000 bucks, you've got a portable, you know, uh, ultrasound machine. It's crazy, but Apple didn't invent the ultrasound machine. This other company did, but they're using Apple's technology to do it. Well, that's pretty cool, but it's not like Apple innovated that. They right. created a platform. Well, what's Microsoft doing? I want to find out. I want to see what's going on with Microsoft. So I tried this Surface Pro out. I'm not going to do a review of it here or anything like that, but I can tell you that I came I came up using Apple. The Apple II is what my first computer. That I didn't own it, but I, I have the first one I used. And I've always loved Apple products. I've almost always had a Mac as my primary machine ever since they came out with the Mac. I think the Mac SE 30 was the first one we had at home. And I've always, always, always loved Apple stuff. But at the same time, a big part of my job, when I would go into work, I was almost always using a Windows machine until I started my own business and I could get whatever I wanted. I was almost always using a Windows machine because that's what was at work or that's what fit in the corporate network. And in many cases, I was like the uh, sysadmin, network admin guy doing IT, doing IT support. And of course, I'm supporting hundreds and hundreds of Windows machines, you know, with NT on the back end. And of course, we had Unix and stuff. And I, I'd learned Unix in, ever since college on SunOS 413. And all the way since then, I've been using Unix and, and stuff. And I ran hosting companies that, of course, were based on Linux and FreeBSD and whatever else. So I've been in all of this. And for me, it's just the right tool for the, for the job. Whatever is the best tool, that's the one I want to use. I don't care who makes it. Right. And I actually, you know, I've had more exposure to Windows 10 because my boy uh, has a Windows 10 machine at home, an Alienware machine that he uses for all his gaming. 
because gaming is on PC. That's where it's yeah, at. Yeah, you kind of have to. There are a lot of games for the Mac, but the good ones, sorry, the best ones. Steam and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're, you know, and I have Steam on, on the Mac, but there's a lot of games, especially the, the big titles that aren't available for Apple and never will be. Right. And. Is it because they can't support it? They could support it, but they understand that like PC, Windows people, those, Th- are, the those are the gamers. Yeah. Again, where's the audience? They Focusing like to mod, on the audience. They like to mod stuff out and change oh, out and all graphics the, cards. Yeah, the graphics and, cards are only only exist for the PC. Right. They do not exist for Apple. And what Apple's doing in the most powerful Apple machines, you can't they can't even touch the graphics cards that are going on in, in commodity hardware for PCs. It's it's ridiculous. The the video cards that they have there, the dedicated GPUs, blow away anything uh, Mac has. So the best experience, which is what gamers want and what game developers want to design for, it's on the PC. So that's where the games are. It's obvious. But I had some exposure to Windows. So when they said, send this, I said, all right, I'll try it. And it's basically a full-fledged Windows machine squashed yeah. into a tablet form factor with a really great kickstand thing that's built into kickstand's it. Kickstand's actually great. It doesn't feel like it's going to be ripped off at all. No, it's super it's strong. Super sturdy, yeah. Super strong. The one on the back of my Nintendo Switch is a joke. I'm yeah. afraid every time you I use it, I'm going to break it. <laughs> Whereas the thing on this is awesome. And the keyboard cover, you know how they have a cover with integrated keyboard? really really nice and you know what i like best about the keyboard cover what's that is that it has the little trackpad like there's a mouse right on the screen yeah and you know what i did for I just for that. fun because it's got ports unlike apple stuff it, it has ports it has a little usb port so i plugged in uh, one of the little wireless mice yeah no i was just using it just like a computer now it's kind of weird because right. you can touch the screen and it's is it a tablet is it not it doesn't how does it react when it's in just pure tablet mode but they also sent me one of these pens the pen is great the pen is now you you're sort of a artist yourself and you had fun using the pen my little girl six-year-old girl i gave her that she was on that for like two hours just drawing yeah. drawing 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 and she said she was she said it was better than the ipad's uh pencil much better there's something about it that just feels more it seems to connect more with it. The Apple Pencil seems to just be, it seems like a separate thing. Right. I don't know. I don't and know I, I do, it. I, for building Fireside, I do Rails development and I'm with the WSL Windows subsystem for Linux. I was able to get the full Rails stack and PostgreSQL, everything running on this. So it's yeah. like, it's a complete machine for me. I'm not switching to it because I'm, I'm kind of married to the Apple ecosystem, but, but I now fun. have, yeah. I now have another tool in my arsenal that says, you know what? I don't even need You're to bring limited. a laptop with me. I can just grab this thing. I can do whatever I need with it. That's really interesting. Well, you know, this is something that Microsoft gave to me to try. And now here I am on a podcast. And you talking genuinely about like it. it. And I genuinely like mm-hmm. it. And now I'm on a podcast talking about it when they said, you don't have to. They're not like, well, we need you to talk about it for 20 minutes on a podcast. No. They said, we don't don't need you to talk about it. (laughs) And there's something very interesting to to that. What can you do in your business to do that? Do you have a product or a service that you can say to it? You can email to an influencer of some kind and say, I made this thing. I would really like for you to try it. I'm making you a free account or I'm sending you out a unit if you'd like. Uh, I would love for you to give it a shot. Here's a promo code or whatever. Go check this thing out. Try it out. And if if you like it, please use it. You don't have to say anything about it. You don't have to do anything about it like that. If you want to, if you like it, 
please talk about it. Yes, but there's no strings attached. That's the key to me. Yeah. Is is it has to be no strings attached. But imagine what you could do if if just one person tries something out and likes it, they become an advocate for you. Right. They become way better advertising for you than you could have ever paid ever for. paid for or right. imagined. Because, because it's an genuine. An en- yes, <laughs> an enthusiastic person who likes this thing that you made. Like I had I, I had somebody email me the other day about Fireside. And they were having some problem and I was able to fix the problem for them very quickly. In fact, it, it was more, they just needed an explanation of, of something. They were confused and I helped them and they had another question and I helped them right away with that. And they wrote me back and they're like, I love fireside. Please t- like, where can I go to tell people about fireside? <laughs> what, what, who can I do? And I said, just, just keep using it. Stay a customer. Yeah. And when someone asks you where you host it, tell them you do it on Fireside and it's great. Because that that has way more value than me going and buying a Facebook ad or a right. Google AdWords ad or paying some website that talks about podcasting to, to put it on there. Now, that doesn't mean those things aren't effective. They are. But and, they're not as effective. But they're not as effective as me saying, oh my gosh, Hattie, did you try this thing? Or, hey, you should go to this new restaurant. Or, or oh my gosh, look at my new I phone. Yeah. Right. So... Also, if, and most of the time, you can afford to give away one unit oh, yeah. or comp a free account. You know, like if I went, if I went to somebody who has a show that's doing millions of downloads every week, and said, "Here's a free account on Fireside," that would hurt me financially because right. now I'm paying for those millions of downloads and I'm not getting anything back. But it might help me because now they're going to be on Fireside. So right. you have to be able to look at those costs carefully when you do it. But find those influencers, find the people who whose audience you want to reach and offer them something, give them something for free. And also, I think it makes them feel good because they've acknowledged you as some as someone. And it's always nice when a company kind of acknowledges you like we think you're worth sending this to. I mean, that's a little ego stroke Absolutely. for people. And I think it makes I think their review even more positive i think oh no it totally would because it's it, it's that's a great way to say they it like see you as valuable imagine how i felt microsoft's like hey we, dan we like your shows we want to send you this thing you're like wow like oh cool i'm i must I be i must be somebody yeah. <laughs> then if i'm on microsoft's radar you know and i think there's value to that and yeah. i think it, it that's a really good point Hattie. it's a little point and it might be a little egotistical point but it, everybody likes to have their ego stroked a little bit <laughs> i mean it, think of it like this like your uncle dose is sitting there in his mastering uncle studio dose. right he's sitting in, up in there yeah and he's like using his computers and software and like mastering totally stuff doing it. and someone's like hey uncle dose We've got like a better thing for you and we love your work. I was just listening to this one album that you mastered. It's amazing. We make this thing. I want to send you this thing and maybe you'll like it. Maybe you want to use it right away. He's going to be like, I'll try it. That's cool. Yeah. They know about me. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll give this thing a try. Maybe then he's like, yeah, this is awesome. So the next time that he's meeting with someone, He's like, oh, you got to try this thing. Right, he's going to recommend it because it's a genuine it. feeling yeah. of liking the thing that you like that are using. That is so much, so yeah. much better. Yeah. So you got to ask yourself, listeners, what can you do in your business? What can you do in that thing that you're starting? And this is a wonderful way to get advertising and get publication publicity about that thing you're doing when it's new. Is invite people. Create also a second tip, and I'll do this right after I do our second spot. 
Actually, I'm just, I won't even say it. I won't even say it yet. I'm just going to do our second spot. We'd like to say thank you very much to Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace. Turn your cool idea into a new website. Showcase your work. Sell products and services of all kinds. Promote your physical or online business. Squarespace does this for you by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. Built-in e-commerce functionality lets you sell anything online. The ability to customize the look and feel, the settings, the products, everything with just a few clicks. And everything's optimized for mobile right out of the box. They even have a new way to buy domains. They've got over 200 extensions, 24-7 award-winning customer support. You're starting a new business. You're ready to do your thing. Don't sweat making a website. Don't try and figure out how to sell something online and reinvent the wheel. Just get started with Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code QUIT and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website. And don't forget, that code QUIT also will save you 10% on getting a domain because you can go to Squarespace and just register a domain. So go to squarespace.com, register a domain and save 10% there too with the offer code QUIT. So we appreciate the ongoing support of Squarespace. We love you guys. Thanks for everything you do to support us. And uh, I like Squarespace. I'm a user too. Me too. But we don't get to use our own promo codes. No. No. Because we're not first purchases. Squarespace.com. Offer code quit. Save 10%. First purchase. Scarcity, Hattie. Creating scarcity. A friend of mine said when I was doing the first, very first uh, five by five t-shirts he said listen i said i said how long should i put the store up should i just open a store and let let people buy stuff he's like no create scarcity for it what you want to do is you because he said sold a lot of t-shirts successfully yeah. he said what you want to do is you want to only take orders for a limited period of time one week maybe right. two weeks 24 hours well right <laughs> But a limited time, create that feeling of, I could leave the thing open for a year. Who cares? And just every few weeks, put in an order for what came in and ship it out. But that's not the way to do it. You have to create that feeling of scarcity for a limited time, for a limited time. And look at what Nintendo has been doing with the, uh, with the re-releases of the Nintendo Entertainment System and the Super Nintendo Entertainment System where like they're not going to make these things forever. You've got to get right. one while it's, uh, while while it's it available and then they're going to take it away. While supplies last. Yeah, that's what basically the idea of every clothing sale ever is like the Labor Day sale. It's only for Labor Day. But, or it's like we're giving 15% off for the next 24 hours. Like That's always been a thing. And I, I still fall for it. Like, no, I mean well, everyone I does. Should. Everyone does. It's normal too, and it's it's not a bad thing. And then you're like, oh well, I'm a member of this exclusive club. I'm one of the only people that got this thing. Did I tell you about my posters? Uh, I don't know if you talked about it on this okay, show. Okay, so um, it's a good quit topic yeah. because I think it's it's a uh, turning money that you have into turning money into something that you could buy. Right. Okay. So. I'm trying to remember how many years ago this was. It was at least five years. Yeah. Maybe it was seven years. I can't remember. But um, the Alamo Draft House, which started right here in Austin, 
is a wonderful, wonderful movie theater. They're very different. They don't show a lot of ads before the, you know, no commercials. They show really cool clips and stuff while you're loading up into the theater. And then they're dead serious about no distractions in the theater. No so there's, talking, there's no, no talking, phones. no phones, nothing. It's just, it's just straight up. They will like, literally throw you out. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and they've just, they've got super comfortable seating. They bring food out. So you, it's got a full menu of food and drinks and they'll bring it to these little tables that are right in front of you. And it's just great. It's so, it's so relaxing. It's just great. Hattie. Yeah. So they have a way of working with, I don't want to say Hollywood, but I guess movie it's with Hollywood companies? movie companies where they'll do special engagements and things like that. And so somehow they convinced Lucasfilm before Disney bought all the Star Wars stuff. They convinced them to let them do a special engagement and show the first three movies, the original three movies, rather. Uh, Star Wars, New Hope, Empire and Return. Mm-hmm. At a special engagement. And they also got Lucas somehow to allow them to do their own custom poster and artwork for this. Now, I don't if, know how that... If you don't know about George Lucas, then uh, I'll tell you, he, I suppose, was before he sold it, but uh, is, but he was super retentive about anything like that. He would never allow you anything. anything. You couldn't license yeah. anything. You couldn't do your own thing. And yet somehow... Weren't they, they stingy about um, even like tattoos of stuff? Like really? you couldn't re- recreate the images or whatever. I thought I read Damn. something about that. Well, wouldn't surprise me. But long story short, these guys figured out how to do it. And so they did these three posters for the original three movies by an amazing artist, Ollie Moss, who is just phenomenal. And the company that sold these was the sister company, the Alamo, called Mondo, Mondo Tees or something like that. They did all kinds of crazy t-shirts and things. But what they did, talk about creating scarcity. They didn't just say, oh, we're going to put these posters up for sale at this time on this day. They said, we will announce only on Twitter sometime in the month of whatever. Right. Maybe even this week, uh, we will announce on Twitter when they're available. But these guys had a notoriously crappy web server that would go down as soon as more than three people looked at it at one time. Their checkout system wasn't good. It wasn't a first come, first serve. Even if you put something in your cart, it it was just a mess. And so I really wanted these posters. They were $50 each for three of them. So it would be $150 total. It's a good deal. Yeah, I mean, and these were great posters. They were only, I They're think, very big. 400 of them right. were made total, I think. Maybe it was 300. No, 400. Yeah. It was very limited edition. And just getting these things was going to be incredibly challenging because we all knew the server would get super slow and everything else. So what happened? I wrote a little Ruby script that would check the page every second or two <laughs> to see if it had changed. So... What their process would be is update the page, go on Twitter, announce that they were up for sale. Servers would get crazy. No one would get them. Well, I had this little script that was checking constantly. And so it it alerted me as soon as as the page changed. So I went to the page, reloaded it, put them in my cart, checked out. 
And it was very... Probably before they even were able to tweet it. Yeah. (laughs) It was very slow by the time I was going through the checkout. And I was very worried I wouldn't make it. But somehow, I was able to get these three posters. That's so cool. And I had them on the wall of the studio for a very long time. And then we moved to a different office. It was smaller. And we just didn't have the wall space for them. So I took them home and just had them sitting in my garage. And then I read an article that was talking about how these things were now really hard to come by right. and being sold for incredible amounts of money. And like the record was one set. And now mine were numbered and not only were they numbered, but they were all the same number. They were a set of three with the same number. And that's very, very rare, very hard to find. And that's what you would want if you wanted all three, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, even if they were separate numbers, that's fine. But the fact that they were all the same. Right. That makes them even more special. With Ollie's hand numbering on each one Uh of these prints. So that was very hard to do, let alone having three hard to do, but but having three of the same number. Woo. Forget it. So I found out how much these things were selling for. Yeah. You told me and I was like, what? And I I had to sell (laughs) them. I've been throwing these in the back of my car. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I had to sell them. So I actually, a friend of mine um, who's kind of, you know, know, knows everybody in the comic scene and in the movie scene and all that stuff. I reached out to him and I said, hey, could you help me sell these? And I offered him a little, you know, percentage to do it. These things sold for 3000 bucks. That's awesome. So I, I had them for long enough. They, and people would say, well, wait a minute. If they sold for 3000 in five or six years, what about another five or six years? The thing is, they kind of peaked a couple years ago, well, and they're, also, they're not increasing anymore, but they're still, that's all, like what they sell for All now. the Star Wars stuff and movies are, are like, the hype is right now. Yeah. So the people that are going to be caring about it or getting into it right. are happening right now. So I sold them. Yeah. I think and, it's good, good, good investment, good sell. Right. And I mean, that's the kind of thing that you never know. What's going to yeah. happen, but it's what, what, what created that demand is scarcity, right? Is the only fact that only 400 existed in the whole world and how many of those were sets and how many of those were same numbered sets, not right. many. So it's, you know, but this is something that, that you can do too. I'm not saying go and buy something. I'm saying create scarcity around that thing. When right. I, when I launched Fireside, I, I had created, uh, tried my best to create some buzz around it, tried my best to get people to sign up for a little newsletter and only the people in the newsletter would be eligible for the beta and only some of them in the newsletter would be eligible for the beta. Right. Way, way, way more people got interested in it than if I had just said, right. right, Then if I had just said, "Eh, go sign up for Fireside, this was way, way, way more exciting. So creating scarcity really, really helps. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I know a lot of people that, you know, sell things on Etsy and I always find that it's, it's more enticing whenever you see a shop that's like sold out, sold out, sold out. And then you're, they're like new batch coming soon. We'll let you know because right. then you're like, okay, well I'm definitely getting that one this time because I know they're not going to last. Yeah. I love that. I think that's awesome. I totally agree. I got these little bears. I think you found the oh, Etsy yeah. store. There's I little saw them. Stuffed, so stuffed animal bears, and you showed them to me and said, Dan, your kids would love these. We need to put them in the show notes. I want to send her some business. So she's like hand making these bears. Is she in Poland or Russia? They're in, she's outside of Poland, I think. Okay. Um, 
She's awesome. Her Instagram's cute too. She brings the bears everywhere and like takes pictures. And what's fun about the bears is they have sort of they're thinner bears and they're more firm. They're not a fluffy, soft te- teddy bear. It's it's more of a like almost like a traditional child's toy. I don't know. The Ukraine, I think, is Maybe or that's... Ukraine. I'm not supposed to say the Ukraine. It's just Ukraine. Ukraine. That's they're right. from Ukraine. And um anyway, they have a wonderful little thing going there, but they don't make a lot of them. Right. And if you want to get one, like you basically it's what's on our site right now. Right. It's because they're handmade. They're, they're handmade. handmade by these, these ladies. And if, if they're, you know, and so like for a while they had a Fox, but the Fox Ooh. is gone. It's gone. Are they going to bring you, the Fox right. back? Are they going to make another one? You don't know. And so she does, she sort of has like a bear and then she has clothes for it that I think oh, the other lady so makes. so cute. And so like one bear, the bears, here's the secret. The bears are basically interchangeable. Yes. But then depending on the outfit determines whether the bear is Kurt or Leo or Sophie. Right. There's names. Yeah. So, so my daughter, of course, wanted this Sophie. They're very old fashioned looking. My son wanted Leo mm-hmm. and I got Kurt for myself because I'm not going to not get a bear. Well, and he has the same like little black t-shirts that you wear yeah. and uh, like pants. Yeah. Did I he wear have pants. glasses or no? No. Okay. There were glasses though that so you could my, buy. So my kids get to sort of fight over who gets to play with or have, and usually it's my daughter who wins because my son's like 10 and he's not really as into it. Right. But Kurt stays with Sophie in her room a lot. <laughs> and, um, but my son, every night, like his goes right there on his bed, you know, like that's there. Right. And what's interesting about it is the scarcity is what makes these things so special. cool and special. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't just go to a store and get one of these things. Right. And they're not that expensive. You know, no more than no, you would no. spend for one. In a, but this or is like a handmade thing things. from Ukraine. Yeah. Right. And there's like base. It's not one of a kind, but it's a few of a kind. Right. How can you do that in your business? You know, create that scarcity. Think about it. Think about it. I would like to thank Linode for making this show possible. L-I-N-O-D-E dot com. This is where we host all of our infrastructure. All of it. For a fireside too, not just five by five. This is where everything lives. Everything. All our servers. They've got lightning quick servers. They're all in the cloud. Their network is super fast. They got stuff like automated backups. They got your node balancers. They've got 24-7 support. I trust these guys with the infrastructure that powers all of my businesses. And you should too. They made a special URL. Promo.linode.com slash quit. One more time, promo.lino.com slash quit, and you'll get a $20 credit. You can get started with servers at Linode very, very, very cheaply. Oh, yeah. $5 a month is the entry-level plan. I mean, these things go all the way up to, you know, super high memory plans, super, super robust servers. You can get you can get a server that's got 200 gigs of RAM and 16 cores if you want. I mean, it, whatever you want, you can get it. Or you can start with a, a one gig machine with one core. But they're all great. I've got a bunch of those smaller ones doing a lot of different things. And they're just great. You can set it all up at one click and you've got a server set up in like seconds. So go check these guys out. Promo.lino.com slash quit. $20 credit. We appreciate their support. 
When I was writing that read, I spelled uh, Linode Lindo. <laughs> Lindo. L i n d o e. You know, it just came up on uh, on YouTube here. What I was looking at like trending videos uh-huh. to see what would be in there. Um, this is bizarre. Are you seeing what's on my screen right now? Oh wow! It is the largest deliverable pizza <laughs> in the world, and oh, it's wow, from a place so called Big Mama's Pizza. Oh wow! And how so, fun is that? So this is a. How big is it? It is huge. It is ridiculous. Um, fifty-four inches by fifty-four inches. Wow! And it's square, and it takes multiple people to uh, to put this into the oven, get it out, and then deliver. But it can be delivered. And they have a giant pizza box that it goes in. I That's think so it cute. must be. The size of, of the, their oven. They yeah. say it can feed up to 70 people. Seven zero. You know, but you only, some people it's get $249.99. $200? $249.99. There's no way that that much crust and and cheese and everything, sauce and pepperonis could be, really cost that much. It's only, That's a good markup. It only is $3.50 uh, per person, though, if you're feeding That's 70 true. people. That's really nice. So it's actually cheap. And it's like a cool marketing thing. Yes. We're going to have the big pizza at the place that we're so going to I like be. that idea. What can you do in your business to do Looks something like a big cool? Pizza. Anyway, that's all I've got for this week. You can follow Hattie. She's on Twitter at Hattie Bird, H-A-D-D-I-E Bird. I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter and pretty much anywhere else, Facebook, Instagram. And if you would like, and we would like you to, send your feedback, your thoughts, your concerns, your questions, uh, calls for help. We'll help you. Go to 5by5.tv slash contact and click quit from the list. I'll get the email with a special subject line and I'll be able to help you. Because that's what we're here to do. So thanks very much for listening. And you know what we haven't asked people to do in a long time? Rate the show on iTunes. It really is the best way to help new listeners find out about the show. And that's what we want. That's what we want. We want to help more people. You don't like our ads? You don't want to support the show on Patreon? Go live with your father. Go support us (laughs) by putting a rating and review in. Over there on iTunes. And that's it. That's all we got. Have a good week, everybody. See ya. See ya.